Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Shop the biggest health and beauty brands in-store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's Super South with Jeff Wilson and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. Yeah, good evening and welcome into Super South, Ricardo Ball and uh, Jeff Wilson with you. And uh, Goldie... uh, Mate, uh, yeah, uh, oh, four, oh, and four. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, there's no nice way to put that. I might as well just rip the band aid off at the top. Yeah, not so super right now. No, and finding it uh, really challenging. There's no doubt about it. Um, playing, as I said to Beaver before the break, we're playing enough good footy to be in games for long periods of time, but we're we're having to chase. Yeah, and chasing with an inexperienced team, which is just not quite, not quite clicking right now, and. You know, they'll be searching for answers. Uh, they've got challenges coming in this week. Um, but they're going to do some head stra- uh, scratching. Um, Brownie did one of his best in- interviews. He managed to reel himself back from, from dropping an F-bomb on because he, <laughs> because he, he realises that um, there's an element of frustration with what's going on. But he did it with a cheeky grin on his face. And, you know, he knows how difficult and challenging it is sometimes as, as a coach. But to, particularly this year for them, um, they're just lacking – they're lacking something. And uh, – you know whether it's experience, and I think a lot of it is experience in some cases, but also, you know, the guys that can really crack a game open or can really finish for them. You know what I think they're missing? I think they're missing a first five like Tony Brown, and and that's nothing against um, Mitch Hunt, but I just think he's a game manager, but they don't have somebody that can spark. Yeah, there's a, there's a bit of that. There's no doubt. I mean, I think, um, you know, I think in some ways they're missing. Guys who can finish on the outside and create, and, and missing a Jonah Nareki, for example, being out for the season, um, that makes a significant difference. You know, and when they were at their heyday, they had got they had two guys on the wing, Tavita Lee and Wasaki Naholo, right? So all the great work that was being done inside them, you gave those guys a half an opportunity, and you can make line breaks, you can finish, you can score tries. At the moment, they're just not in a position to break teams down and create enough opportunities. And when they are. There's just actually, a, it's not like they're a side that can actually probably go out and out-muscle anybody, and we saw that against the Blues in the second half, you know. Um, they, they can certainly compete, but they're getting themselves in a position on attack, once again, inside the red zone, and not coming away with points. And, and so, you know, there's, there's signs from individuals. Um, Connor Garden-Bashup, once again, showing some really nice things. Thomas Umunga-Jensen, before he went off, was, and that was probably a big moment in the game, because mm. he was looking dangerous and was, was a constant threat. But you have to give a lot of credit to the Blues, man. Um, they introduced some young guys into their squad as well, into that team, made some late changes, and uh, they, their second half performance was really, really good, really good. You know? Yeah, I, I don't think you can um, you can 
uh, say that without giving props to an older guy too, and, and, and Bryce Heem, you know, thrown into that midfield, having to mark Thomas Umunga Jensen was a very much a makeshift midfield. And as somebody who's a Blues fan, I kind of looked at that midfield going in against Thomas Umunga Jensen, the form he'd been, and I was like, oh, yeah. we could be in trouble here. Yeah, we saw it over the weekend though, and you mentioned it, you know, that in terms of guys who've got a, a dominant platform from time to time and strong carries went really, really well. And that was uh, Bryn Gatlin and Stephen Pettifetta in the second half for the Blues. All of a sudden, they look like world beaters and they're playing with confidence. Whereas you can see when Mitch Hunt's out there and, and uh, Marty Banks, the same token, without the same type of momentum, which when you lose a Thomas and Munger Jensen, and all of a sudden you're not getting that same level of decision-making. Yeah. And so they've sort of, they started, ended up running it all over themselves. They wanted to move it to space, but the space wasn't quite there. They couldn't quite create it. And so... You know, they're making errors, fundamental errors once again. And so these experiences are hard for coaches, they're hard for players, they're hard for fans. Um, but in saying that, the good thing about the Highlanders fans, like they've always done, they'll stick with them mm. and know that, that you know, there'll be a game when it, it all clicks and all comes together. But they do need some of these other guys, you know, guys who are coming in with low numbers in terms of experience in games too. To really, to really now learn and get better. If they don't improve, then it's going to continue to be a challenge. Yeah, I mean, they've got. Uh, I mean, if if it goes ahead, where there's there's some talk around that there's there might be COVID outbreaks in a couple of teams, and we're not sure what we're going to see this weekend. But um, they're supposed to play Moana Pacifica this weekend, um, and that game will be interesting. Obviously, Moana Pacifica have had a couple of weeks off. Um, well, we saw what three weeks off gave them. Yeah, <laughs> plenty yeah, of motivation, yeah, and they exactly. talked about wanting to go out and hit some people, and so it's disappointing if they don't get to play that game. And look, where the smoke is fire, we all know that. Look, it's you know, there's, there are obviously a significant number of players, and you know, um, Brownie would have been looking at it and going, "Can we put a competitive team out there?" And and by the same token, can we actually put a side at all out there? Yeah. And so I, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if they don't play that game. What does that mean for them, for the Highlanders? It's we get to take a breath. Yeah. Uh, we get to reassess where we're at. We have to deal with the issue at hand, which is truly uh, the health issue. And then it's the, okay, by the same token, we can go, well, how do we get better as players um, for our next opportunity? And for Moana, it's uh, what what now happens this weekend? Are we now not playing again? And if there are other changes, do we get an opportunity somewhere else? Maybe. I don't know. Um, but for them, if they don't play this weekend... It's starting to look ugly, isn't it? We just can't... I can't see how you make up these games. No. So I don't... I, 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 I think that would be the last resort for them not playing this weekend. Um, they'd play anybody, I'm sure. They'd yep. just say, give us a game. Um, because you can't. they can't wait any longer. No, 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 exactly. So, and yes. I can't wait any longer for a win. No. But, so I'm going to have to. If it's not going to be this Friday night, <laughs> as much as I'd love it to be. Um, it's, it's, it's really interesting, you know, because it, I, look, I look at the group and you see enough experience there to stay competitive. Um, and and what we've got to do in some ways, we've got to get to that stage where we're playing, uh, which will be the Super Round in Australia, with some level of confidence that we can go over there and win over there and yep. beat the Australian teams. And that's what's the, the, I think that's the critical part now. What happens in the next five weeks for them is they get that path right in terms of we can play our way into it, um, but you'd think they've got to get a, a win under their belt, a couple of wins before they play them. Um, otherwise, it's going to be very challenging. Yeah, you know, Matthew Browning, you're talking to whoever's rejigging the draw and go, can, can, can we have the Rebels first? <laughs> well, look, they've got some guys back. Um, so, you know, I, I think they'll target every week. Uh, their biggest challenge is, is uh, they've got to play better for longer. Mm. You know, they've got to play better for longer and then when they piece it all together. Um, but I, I even get the sense, you know, and um, 
gosh, he was competing hard, Aaron Smith, on the weekend, really competing hard with everybody, including Ben O'Keefe, about <laughs> everything, because I know how desperate he is, and he's, he's tasted success with a number of these guys. Um, but, you know, that there's just, it's just not quite there right now. Yeah, well, we talked before the season kicked off about whether or not the Highlanders had enough in the 10 position, you know, because it was Mitch and Marty. And every other team seemed to have at least three options. Um, is that biting them at the moment? Do you think? Um, well, look, Mitch Hunt had a really, really good year um, two years ago, and then last year, once again, when we got across to the Trans Tasman competition, played really, really well. Uh, their, their options became limited when when um, Josh Iwani left, so Marty Banks became you know that next cab off the rank. And if you go through the rest of the stock, I mean, the only guy who really um, could play in that position is uh, Villamoni Kuroi. Mm. You know, and look, he's played two games for the Hondas. Uh, he's played a little bit there for Otago, um, but this would be a massive, massive step up. So, you know, the, the pressure is well and truly on um, on both Mitch Hunt and Marty Banks to to help right the ship. But I think it's a collective effort with them. It always has been. Mm. You know, um, every other team's got guys in that key position. But I, I think the, the key example to me is the Hurricanes. They don't, you know, they don't have a, a settled first five themselves. Mm. Ruben Love playing there, um, Jackson Garden Bashup playing there. So they themselves don't have that, you know, but what they do have is they've got obviously Geordie Barrett playing at the top of his game at fullback, which is really helping them. And um, you know, they've got uh, they've got some good depth and, and some young guys stepping up at halfback. Um, but their forward pack and Artie Savia and what he's doing, you know, having a big impact. I would say this though, Shannon Frizzell's started really strongly once again, had a big Big work rate on the weekend, you know, so I think he should be impressed with with what he's doing. Yeah, I think if you look at it, I mean, that Highlanders forward pack looks solid. You know, Ethan DeGroote, Liam Coltman, Jermaine Ainsley, and then you can go bring guys like Makaleo and Leonard Brown and Josh Honick off the bench. The front row's solid. I like um, Selby Rickett and Josh Dixon as locks. As you mentioned, Shannon Frizzell, uh, Gareth Evans isn't the worst running around either. You know, so the forward pack looks good, but I do ask questions about recruitment at the back because in the backs because you know we, we're seeing that's where the Highlanders are thin yet we see guys like Levi Amour uh, Danny uh, Tuala uh, Lincoln McClutchy you know running around for, for Moana and I'm thinking well you know if you're that thin who's not tipped tip these guys up before because they, they've been waiting there to be picked yeah I mean even even a guy sitting on the sideline um, like Waisaki Naholo is back there you mm. know and Kenny Naholo as well has played, probably played as one game for the Crusaders and probably won't get to play a game you know yeah. for the rest of the season unless maybe the back end but but you know whether or not that ability to bring those guys in look I mean unfortunately um, uh, Solomon Alamolo hasn't, hasn't managed to find his way back onto the field yet um, and we're hoping that he can do that. Um, uh, he's got some challenges there, and he—he he was obviously when he came down from the Chiefs, he was a guy that, you know, I think they were hoping would fill into that 15 role. But but the challenge was always going to be like when Lima Sapawanga left, making that replacement at 10. You know, and Joshuani came in, and then he had that versatility to play 10, 15. When Ben Smith left, you know, those are plays are really difficult. And what it is showing at the moment is is that. You know, it's really hard to recruit. And the other four teams have done a really, really good job of protecting their talent. That's their job, right? Mm, totally. Um, and, and, you know, um, there has always been this, though. If you go through the Highlanders' history, there's always been that roller coaster of, you know, there's been seasons where they haven't picked up as many guys from around the country um, to come down and play. Because when you're talking about guys who have played very little games, you know, they've got Masisi uh, Dawai, Josh Timwood, you know, he picked up an injury. They've played, you know, no games. Even Sam Gilbert himself hasn't played a lot of uh, games of Super Rugby. So, 
you know, I think there's there's all of those things. There's just not enough to me. There's not enough experience, and particularly when you're seeing the a lot of it's and a lot of it's not even on the ability going forward. It's the ability going backwards mm. on both sides of the ball, and so they're not managing to to win the opposition or breaking breaking them down. They're not managing to to prevent them from scoring. You know, and but to to the other team's credit, you know, um, they're playing for eighty minutes. They're recognizing that 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 they stick in there and hang in there. They're going to get some opportunities. So, Actually, uh, speaking of you, you mentioned Ben Smith before. You see, Bender's out of retirement. I know, but not to, not the way I hoped. Um, <laughs> he's off to Kobe, uh, and and yeah, look, I, I understand there was always a chance he might head back up there. I, I wasn't sure what his future was going to hold, but um, yeah, it'll be nice to see him if this is the finisher's career and it doesn't sort of just disappear. He goes up there and plays a, a few games, but I was hoping maybe the SOS could come out mm-hmm. to him. But you know, this is. This is a, there's no doubt. This is a different kettle of fish. We're seeing it. Um, you compare Japan League One to to what Super Rugby's all about. Yeah. Um, whole different level. Whole different level. And the, what what is going to be tough for the Highlanders as well though is that when they come to that back end and we're playing against that those cross Tasman games, those other sides will have had a benefit of all of that preparation coming in. You know, and being and on the benefit of last year knowing what to expect from the New Zealand team. So the Australian sides. I think we'll be closer. Just yeah. got a feeling they'll be closer. They, you know, I don't know how much I mean in terms of wins, but they'll they should be those top sides because even the Reds and Brumbies they, they they struggle to to make a genuine impact. They did, yeah, but they should be more competitive. Um, hopefully, I, well, you get this feeling, particularly because they they're not having the disruptions we're having here in New Zealand, right? True. They're on the other side of this. It appears, you know, I'm, I, it doesn't appear as though they're losing players uh, at a great number. So, you know, maybe that's just the nature of where. Um, um, this has has got to COVID in, in Australia, and I'm not thinking the rugby league suffering from it as well. It's the odd player here or there, but not mass. No, exactly mass withdrawals. So you know they're they're going to get into a routine. We could be playing games all over the show before we even get on the plane just <laughs> yeah. to get it done. Yeah, you know you're not wrong. You're not wrong. It's 13 past seven here. This is Super South on SENZ talking Highlanders uh, up next. Uh, we uh, joined by another former Highlander and a man who played as international rugby for Scotland. Brendan Laney joins us. Shop the biggest health and beauty brands in store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse. Super South talking the Highlanders rugby with Jeff Wilson and Ricardo Ball on SEN. It is 17 past 7 here on SENZ. This is Super South, Ricardo Ball and Jeff Wilson with you talking Highlanders and joining us, uh, another great Highlander, Brendan Laney. G'day, Buff. How you doing, mate? Yeah, good, thanks, buddy. How you going? Buff, have you got some answers for me? I'm, I'm running out of answers. I'm, I'm thinking up everything. We've all been here before. Our lads are struggling a little bit. Um, you would have been watching the games. Is there is there a part of it that gives you some optimism? Uh, just the the way the guys are working. You know, you, we we have been there, haven't we, mate? Um, you know, it's not because the guys aren't trying their guts out. That's that's probably the the, the big thing. Um, and and also, you know, look, they, these these games are, are tough. You know, you don't get an easy game in these New Zealand Super Rugby matches, and and you know, every game's a big game. They are derbies. Um, and, and let's be honest, there's, there's some fantastic players in all these sides. Uh, I think the, the the upside for Brownie, and I'm sh- I'm sure he's, the, you know, they they do more analysing than anybody of their performances is is they've created some opportunities. They just haven't taken them. Um, they'll be disappointed about that. And 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 you know, you, you go back a step too, like some of their execution of. Of particularly around the kicking in the, in the weekend against the Blues wasn't great. 
Um, they're the things that they can improve. Um, you know, so they've they've got opportunities to improve. They're going to have to do it pretty pretty quickly. You know, they're sitting there four and zero, um, but it certainly won't be because they, they're not trying. You know, the boys will be working their tails off, not only on the field at training time, but off the field and analysing their performances. So, yeah, it is tough, mate. Like I'm I'm a I'm an avid Highlander supporter, and, and to you know sit there and, and um, watch some four and O's is bloody tough. But look, it's I don't think it's because of lack of lack of effort. That's for sure. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we've seen that in, in every single contest, you know, and and there's been good signs, but like you say, some of those lack of accuracies. But also, have we got to be a little bit careful when you're playing teams like you said that are really strong, that have got plenty of talent and certainly a lot of depth? Is there a danger if you? play a little bit too similar like the other teams, mm. in the end, the talent will come over the top of you? And do you think maybe they're in a position maybe they should take a little bit more risk or maybe less risk? I mean, do you see it one way or the other, given what the group of players they do have? Well, I think Brownie's, you know, the way he's coached, not just Brownie, but you know, the, the coaching style of the Hollanders in, in the last five, six, seven years has, has been have a crack. And it's something that they've done really well. And, and then, you know, you go back a step two, Brownie likes to to sort of break down defences and, and also pull out new moves. And I, I don't think we've seen much of that in the, in the first four weeks. There's been a couple of things I've tried that have come off, but there's been some stuff that, that they haven't tried. And, and I think they've reverted back to the outclaws, which was sticking on the boot. Um, so there's, there's a few things here that they'll be... Yeah, like I said, goalie, they'll be disappointed with purely because of execution. Um, and, and once again, I'll go back to that fact that you're, you're playing teams that have got some massive talent in there. Um, you know, it makes it bloody tough for you making mistakes. They they tend to pounce on them. And the Blues have been extremely good at it. The Chiefs are extremely good at it. Hence the reason they they took their opportunities in the weekend and won. And the Crusaders are absolute guns at it. So um, you know, like the, the They've still got a um, you know a game game couple games to go, but it is a bloody tough competition, and um, you only have to make a slight mistake and you get punished for it. So um, yeah, but but gutting really for them. But it's, like I said earlier, it's certainly not because they're not trying. So what do you think, with all your experience, a Gordon Hunter or a Tony Gilbert would mm. would 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 say now? We've heard the wonderful speeches. You know, um, obviously Tony's vastly different yep. to Gordy, all right, and we've we've experienced how those moments can change things from time to time. Who would you call on? Would you call on Tony or Gordy right now if you had to? And which way would you go? And how cryptic would you love to be? Uh, I look to be fair, it would be great to get Gordy back in the room because I think the boys would look at him and go, "What the hell is he going on?" <laughs> <laughs> But I'll tell you what, but, uh, I bet you they'd go out the next weekend and, and give it absolute death for, for the way that Gordy spoke to people and, and the way he motivated his teams. You know, he might not have been the most technical man in the world when it came to his, his game plan, but I'll tell you what, the boys went out and played for him because he loved the guy. And that's exactly what Brownie's like too, isn't he? You know, the, the guys really enjoy his company, they enjoy the man that he is. And, um, you know, they've put a plan in place and, we said there's been a couple of things that haven't come off. Sometimes too, and, and you've been in the same room, Goldie, and I'm sure Ricardo agree as well. You know, when you the back's against the wall, sometimes it doesn't come from the coach. Sometimes it's got to come from within. And maybe it's time that the boys have got to sit down in the room themselves and, 
and maybe look at each other in the eye and, and say, hey, we've got to pull our fingers out here, fellas. You know, like the coaches can only do so much. We're the ones that are going to go on the field and we're the ones that are going to um, perform. So, um, and then there's looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, well, what can I do, what can I do better? So um, I'm sure those conversations have been had and maybe it's not coming from Brandon, maybe it's got to come from some of the boys within that environment. It's interesting you say that because I think in some ways I like a bit of both and I'm sure and Brownie's doing that, you know, is the, the fact that, yeah, that you, and, and to, to your point, the effort's been there, right? That You can't argue yeah. with the effort. But I think in some ways it's probably more down the detail that that um, that a Tony Gilbert would bring in regards to the players understanding, you know, those those execution skills that just aren't quite there right now, you know. And and the funny thing is that's, you know, like we all play with Brownie uh, and the fact that as much as he was creative, he also, the fundamentals were so critical to this team, right? And, and that's probably where they're at right now is that for them to win these derby games, their skill level has to be on point. They can't afford to, like you said, make make errors. And I suppose the hard thing for them is, is in some ways that they've clearly got Aaron Smith who's playing as hard and as desperate as he possibly can but in, in the other way, there's Falau Fakatava just hasn't quite found his feet once again because he was a huge part of their success and momentum they had um, the past couple of seasons. Yeah, did right, mate. And, and look, I, I feel for the young fella a bit too. He's come back from a massive knee injury. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, he didn't get really much time and um, to get back and, and get some games under his belt. Pre-season only does so much, doesn't it? And in you know, it does take a wee bit for a guy to get his confidence back after a major major um, operation that he's had, and and uh, you know, he, he quite clearly is one of the better halfbacks around New Zealand when he was playing well last year. Um, uh, and it's tougher for Prod Nuggy as well because everyone expects him to perform at his best every game. And I'm not saying he's not doing that, but it's bloody tough. Everyone looked at you to play your best every game too, Goldie, and. You know, that's not fair on, on those players. The other guys are going to step up and take a bit of ownership there and, and uh, you know, start start putting a bit of a leadership uh, cap on and, and take a bit of control and, and get their performances up. Yeah, you know, and, and you're right, there's just a few little things that, you know, quite haven't come off. Um, you know, the try that the, the Blues scored down the down the right-hand side, that came off a, a slight fumble. Yes, you know, Gregory got the kick away, but it wasn't a great kick. Um, the Blues um, attacked really well, shifted the ball from one side to the other, like most teams would. It's got a fantastic try. So, you know, if he hadn't maybe um, stumbled with the ball a bit or juggled it, maybe he would have put that ball out. They would have got a good defence in. They would have had a line out, got their defence set. We wouldn't have that try. So there's little things like that that, Mm. like I said, they'll be working really hard to get right. Do you think there's one thing... Um, that Brownie can work on, like one thing that will fix part of the issue? I mean, like, is there one thing that you think, well, if they fix that, then everything else will kind of have a knock-on effect? Oh, accuracy for sure. Um, like at the end of the day, they've got to be really accurate with what they're doing. And, and that, that comes back to those little things, you know, the, the path being in the right spot, the, the pulling that move off, being in the right spot where you need to be, um, you know, that, that's, that's a big thing. And like I said, you make a small mistake in a, in a game against any of these teams and they tend to punish you. And when, particularly when you start getting into 
I suppose it's like the position that the Highlands are in, aren't they? They're four down or three down. They they tend to um, try things because they're, they're trying to win a game, um, get their performance up. If something doesn't go quite right, well, you start questioning that. Um, that's just human nature. Um, as much as they don't want to do that, it's, it is the way it works. So, look, I think Brownie will just be keep on pushing that, that let's get extra with what we're doing. And back ourselves too, because there are obviously some talented footballers on that side. Um, and they've got to back themselves as well. So, um, you know, that, we, we never really had a whole lot of superstars to be fair in our team when I was around. And, and um, it just means those guys that your know, so-called non-superstars have really got to step up and, and perform um, and help these other guys out. So, um, And they're quite capable of doing it. We've seen it in patches and games where they've, They've got to do it for 80 minutes because you can't do it for 79 and expect to win a game. Um, and, you know, talk to the Crusaders. That's not I'm one thing. Exactly that. Yeah, he, <laughs> Ricardo said yeah. one thing. You've pretty much covered the whole lot, Buffer. I love it. I love it, mate. Hey, hey great to chat to you. Um, it's always, and you're 100% on the mark. Um, there's no doubt. And you and I both know that they're well and truly capable. Cheers, buddy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching the next one because I reckon I'll go all right. Yeah, good stuff. Cheers, Brendan. Thanks, guys. Great talking to you. Cheers, mate. Brendan Laney there with us. Uh, another former Highlander. All right, uh, Jeff. Just quickly before we sign off on Super South, I need your picks for this weekend. Let's just, uh, let's just pretend let's, everything's going to happen. Pick what's on here. Yeah, let's just pretend what's going to happen. Every, yep. Everything's going to happen as is. Highlanders, Moana. Um, I'm going to pick the Highlanders. Yep. Okay. Brumbies, Reds. Uh, I'm going to pick. I think the Reds are going to get up for that one in in Canberra. Mm. I know the Brumbies are challenging, but I think the Reds um, learned a lot about themselves last weekend. Okay, so the Reds are Drua Force, uh, Drua, Drua. Yeah, I, I, I right. just I mind you, I, the Force are an enigma for me right now. I, I, they're capable, but all of a sudden they do some really crazy things. So, but I'm thinking the Drua. Wow, well they were so close to knocking off the Reds. If they kept the conversion, different game. Mm. Um, they're right there. They're right there. Uh, Crusaders Blues. Got a feeling this could be a draw. Uh, could be a draw, uh, maybe or maybe not. This could be a, to be played at a later date. Who knows? But um, I tell you what, a wounded Crusaders team in Christchurch, in theory, yeah, you would take the Crusaders. But if Bowden Barrett's back, yeah, I'd pick the Blues. So that will be on selection team if you're at okay. home. All right. If Bowden Barrett is playing, I pick the Blues. If he's not, I pick the Crusaders. All right, Tars Rebels. Oh, Tars, Tars, yeah, yeah, and, <laughs> and, and Kane's Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs. Chiefs. Chiefs are looking really, really good. Yeah. Uh, couldn't be more and more impressed with them on the weekend. Got some, some guys who really put up their hands. You yeah. know, like uh, I don't. As much as I love um, talking Super Rugby, I always everyone at the back of their mind is still conversation. Love to talk about All Blacks. Yeah, totally. I love to see some guys step up early, come out of the summer, and uh, Brody Retallick, Sam Kane, uh, Leonard, Anton Leonard Brown look really, really good. Um, chip on shoulder sort of thing yeah. you know I really I mean I'm looking at I'm loving what they're doing it's not to say some other guys aren't going great but the heart and soul of that team is looking tight right now yeah, well that's what we're going to talk next because it's Chiefs Mana with your old mate oh, Carmo wow listen to it for 30 minutes of Carmo indeed that's up next here on SCNZ for logbook servicing you can rely on you need to make the right choice you need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications for real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty book in or book online at repcoservice.com